dark save for light being cast from the big tv screen and the imminent sunrise that's teasing the one starry sky with whispers of morning hey george hey lions how's it going i have faced down my demon yeah and yeah. outside of the and, and and now that you don't drink anymore you're finally able to play this game i know it's you're See, you're thinking in reverse time. We played ah. this game, and so now I have a drinking problem. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, I, I, sometimes I get temporarily screwed up like that. You know, yeah. being being fifth dimensional and all. No, I, I appreciate you coming down to our level. Um, <laughs> well, I, for me, for me, it's left <laughs> <laughs> and slower. Um, we have been talking on and off. I think about this game and this. You, every time I mention this, you probably go, oh, yeah, and then forget about it. But for me, it's like days of being haunted. <laughs> like, is this going to be the episode where we finally play Sonic 3D Blast? And this is now finally the episode where we played Sonic 3D Blast. Well, and 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 to to kind of drive home how much I nothing to this game <laughs> was that every time you said we should play Sonic 3D Blast and I went like, eh, you know, maybe. I was buying time to a degree because my brain was saying we've already played Sonic Spinball because because <laughs> <laughs> when you'd say Sonic 3D Blast, that would be the game that would come into my head, you know, and uh, and I'd be like, no, we, we, we played that one. I'd be like, oh, no, wait, that was Sonic Spinball. We haven't played 3D Blast. That's right. That's right. You know. But yeah. by then the conversation had ended and, you know, we just moved on to the next thing. Yeah. And, and I think this is one of those Sonic games that it, it like this was not made by the main Sonic team, right? So this falls into, Oh, I'm not sure I played that one territory even for Sonic fans, right? Like everybody played one, two and three. If you like Sonic, right? If you, if you do enjoy 3d Sonic for some reason, you, you may have played, you know, a bunch of the later ones like Sonic adventure or, or generations or whatever, but th this is, this is considered a mainline game and yet mm -hmm. it is totally different, right? It's made by a different company and everything. I mean, it's, it's yeah. licensed. It's not like it's a, it's not a knockoff, but kind of feels like it. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's, it's weirdly singular. It's, um, it'd make a great horror film because it's, it's, it's almost uncanny, you know, where it's yeah. like, it, you're like, Oh, did you play a Sonic game? It's you'd think so, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get into that. Um, so real quick, uh, November 1996, this game originally came out. Uh, this was the last Sonic game for the Sega Genesis. And uh, I actually didn't know this until I was looking up uh, artwork for this game. Um, this was also ported to the Saturn. So the graphics on the Saturn are different. I... They're, I mean, they're better, like they're, they are better, no question, but like they're better in a way that almost changes the art direction. Like it's mm. a little disingenuous to directly compare them. Cause like, you know, like, uh, the Zelda franchise mm -hmm. very regularly in the modern era is like, Oh, we released it on this console, but we took so long that there's a new console. And so it's on, you know, the GameCube and the Wii or it's on the Wii, Wii U and the switch. And usually it's like, oh yeah, it it looks better, but it's basically mm -hmm. the same game, right? 
uh not not true for sonic 3d blast like on the sega saturn it is virtually unrecognizable not because they did different things with the camera or the gameplay or anything but just holy moly anyway uh 96 is really late for genesis games right so they Mm -hmm. they was they were pushing it um here is my my summary of this game sonic 3d blast is a platformer in which the player must save the magical flickies captured by the evil Robotnik. This was the first 3D Sonic game, the last Sonic game on the Genesis, and a flicky in the coal mine for the future of the Sonic franchise. Damn. <laughs> Did you pull that summary from somewhere? No, nah, I made that shit up. You made that up? Yeah. Awesome. No, yeah, no, yeah, nicely yeah. done. Nicely done. You're not, <laughs> you're not wrong. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, let, me, let me tell you my nostalgia experience for this. Um, I think I may have actually shared this story, so I'll I'll do the the condensed version. But the reason I've been wanting to replay this game for nostalgia goggles is because this game was my birthday present when I was a kid. I wanted Aww. this game. It had Who just didn't like you. Yeah, well, <laughs> so this is the thing, right? Is uh the problem is my mother loves me very much. And <laughs> this game had come out the previous November, so my my birthday's in springtime. So for my birthday the following year. Uh, I was, you know, like we were a family, family of modest means. And so she took me to Walmart to pick out a video game that was going to be my one birthday present. So I said, I want this Sonic game because it's a Sonic game I don't have. And I love Sonic games. So we bought it. I went home and this is how I remember it happening. I sat down, I put the game in, I played it. I died zero times. I got all the chaos emeralds on the first try and I finished the game in like three hours and i literally Oof. remember going to my mother crying because i was like i wasted my birthday present on this and like it's a video game you can't return it to the store it has been opened right right so that was like there's probably some weird memory trickery and hyperbole in there that i've now just accepted as fact but like right. that is my memory for this game is that it has haunted me my entire adult life wow. so that's why I was like, could it possibly be <laughs> as bad in reality as it was in my memory? I must go find out. Now we have. Yes. Um, so I fortunately escaped this game because um, as so, you know, as this this was starting to, you know, like crumble the Sonic, the Sonic franchise, you know, starting to, to, to fall to pieces. I had jump shipped to Nintendo at that point. Right. You know, so. I fortunately, you know, remember <laughs> remember the 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 Titanic just sailing beautifully and it had all of the amenities and all these fantastic things. And then right as as I was like getting onto like the boat because I wasn't taking it all the way, you know, I was like I like had a, another private ship come pick me up. Like I hear the 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 person singing beautifully in the background and now the end is near. <laughs> and so I face the final curtain and i'm just kind of like huh odd song weird iceberg let's go and then you just like left so i never played this one and uh you know so i'm coming at it fresh yeah going out for for anyone in like our age bracket who may have stopped playing video games when they were you know an older teenager or, or going into college if the last sonic game you played was sonic 3 and knuckles like what a way to end the franchise yep. compared to people who played like Sonic 06 and the stupid where Sonic one where he like turns <laughs> into a werehog. Like, 
Can you imagine those two people trying to have a conversation about this franchise if somehow they didn't know about the other's games? Like, I mean, one person bit. thinks only the 2D games existed. Well, because that's the thing is that, you know, I, I, I basically checked out of the Sonic franchise for a decade, right? And then somebody somewhere said something about, like, Sonic. So I Googled it, and it was, it was like making your favorite dish and then putting it into the refrigerator for 10 years and then <laughs> opening the refrigerator for the first time. And you're like, what happened? You know, like, I mean, I didn't expect it to keep perfectly, but at the same point in time, there wasn't space aliens in there and there's space aliens in here now. Uh, I mean, just so many, so many choices were made. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, we shall. Um, if you, we shall, if, if you, uh, feel like you need another 70 minutes to figure out where we're going with this um, <laughs> and you want to continue to support the show. Uh, listening obviously helps the most, uh, but a close second to that is you can follow us online. Uh, we're both on the Twitters. I stream these games on Twitch. Uh, this game also falls into the category of uh, loud, angry swear fest that will eventually be forgotten to the annals of time. So, you know, if you want to see that stuff when it happens live, you got to do that. Uh, if you want to go above and beyond for supporting us, uh, ratings and reviews, reach out and tell a friend, uh, you know, word of mouth recommendations, I think are always the most helpful. And if you want to go extra super crazy, you can support us on Patreon. Everybody who supports us on Patreon gets the after show, but if you support at higher tiers, you can get cool things like stickers and also your name shouted out on the show. So first we need to thank our eight bit classics. Yarno. Cram the rabbit. Jason. Army Rose. John. Mortal Sonic. And Kevin. Shorto the Hodgehog. And our 16-bit heroes, Jacob. Buckles the Echidna. And Michael. Kilometers Prower. And our full 3D supporter, David. Sanic the Hedgehog. You know, what's sad is, like, I know those were all wrong. <laughs> but I'm not positive. Well, <laughs> there's so well, the fun many thing is i threw in one i threw in one that's correct which one was it i actually it, no, don't know they're, I actually, they're all wrong but but <laughs> you could have probably spent some time going back yeah. and re-listening be like i maybe maybe mortal sonic i don't <laughs> yeah man he he uh he went through the weird franchise thing of more characters which is not mm -hmm. to be fair that was not a sonic failing that was a 90s thing in the 90s mm -hmm. they piled on to just wanted I don't, fr franchising opportunities i don't know what it was just more more characters more and more characters in there everything yeah, like, had to be looney tunes like roy in the simpsons yes right i mean it's <laughs> it, it is in a an old i guess it actually goes way back to even like the flintstones and stuff right and they they're like oh we're gonna add in bam bam we're gonna add in you know scrappy do like but it's it's that like, times a thousand um yeah oh god anyway uh let's talk about the audio visuals for this thing um Saying this is the first 3D Sonic game is an incredibly generous statement because it's isometric view and mm -hmm. the models were 3D rendered in a computer and then traced over with pixel art so that because the Genesis cannot render polygons, right? It just no. straight up can't. So everything you're seeing is has the um uh like sense of depth as if it were happening in three dimensions uh but it's it's literally not um famously 
uh, you were actually the one who told me this super Mario brothers three on the Nintendo was going to be isometric. And then Miyamoto went, no, because that will make platforming impossible. And we'll get to the gameplay later, (laughs) but, uh, this is, this looks exactly like super Mario brothers three on the Nintendo looks in an alternate dimension. It's, it's a weird think of any strategy game you've ever played, right? It's, it's Sonic on a chessboard and then you're trying to platform around in a world that you're forced to look down from on high at a 45 degree angle at like it's yeah it it, it's it would be like to imagine final fantasy tactics but reskinned as sonic yeah you yes know? it is that exact camera yeah um so uh for me just just visuals for sake of visuals um honestly if if i were to strip away all additional knowledge that i have of this and just look at it i'd say you know like hey for for the genesis it doesn't look that bad you know like i mean you know, as far as the, just the the art design in general, right? You know, I, I um, will I will give that to you on the levels and the mm-hmm. baddies and the bosses. I think the heroes, so Sonic, uh, and you also see Knuckles and Tails, even though you can't play as them. I think the heroes look like garbage, <laughs> personally. But I, I do agree with you that, like, if you're just looking at a still of the levels or of the boss fights or anything like those, actually, are like, oh, hey, that's. I know it's not 3D, but it's a good attempt. And for the Genesis, it's a great attempt. And that's kind of where I, I'm, I'm, I'm at with it, where I'm just kind of like, okay, you know, in, in, in isolation, I would say like, oh, hey, you know, it, again, like if I just saw this, still not playing the game or anything like that, I just looked at it and be like, oh, hey, that, that actually looks pretty good. This must be like their first attempt at, th- at 3D before everything went to hell. And then <laughs> if I played it, I might rethink that. Um, that being said, uh, I will say that the visuals make the game as a whole feel we- very claustrophobic, right? Because the there's walls everywhere, you know, yeah. because it looks like Final Fantasy Tactics, yeah, right? You're you basically have, staring at the ground all the time. <laughs> right, you're staring at the ground all the time. And so, you know, the the level becomes then weirdly finite because what they didn't do is they didn't make it for, and I guess this straight in the level design, but instead of making it one long linear place with like several branching pathways that you can take it's exploring in this 3d world so they can't you know flesh everything out so that it's very little depth and then a whole lot of breadth right so i say that to say that um yeah it it just feels like you're running into walls all the time because there's no place where you can really get going and i think that 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 is in part because in normal sonic you you have the screen, but because you're moving linearly, you assume that the universe continues infinitely, right? Your brain just 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 writes that into your head, right? Uh, that's in, emphatically not the case. There are walls left, right, and in between to keep you from just careening into the void, right? Um, but because they did that, I'm like, oh my god, this is this this level's like five meters across. Well, and I think that's an interesting visual issue with this game specifically, but this kind of game even more broadly, because you, and we will talk about like how the camera and the isometric impacts the gameplay. But what I think is interesting about how badly it impacts the gameplay is I believe that just from the visuals, you would actually notice that problem without being the one playing, right? Mm -hmm. If, if you were sitting next to me on the couch and I had the controller it is not hard to imagine you being like, God, everything is so 
like how do you know where to go how do you know what you're doing right because even if i look like i'm moving seamlessly through the world which is unlikely you would ever see a player doing that but you (laughs) you would still feel that sense of like kind of disorientation just from the visuals alone and then a weird um coincidence i guess is when i was bringing up uh screenshots of this ahead of recording i happened to find a website where uh someone did like full like where you can see the entire map so it's like a super Mm -hmm. zoomed out and you know they they do this for lots of old video games because they just go in and pull the art assets out and these levels zoomed all the way out look awesome (laughs) they look so awesome they look like uh like we played uh kirby's dream course there's also an old uh game for the nintendo that i think was literally called marbles that used the kind of isometric camera um and they they look like marbles levels they're like pinball levels like this is if you took these levels wholesale and just put in the mechanics of pinball, like mm-hmm. it might actually be kind of fun, but, but I think because <laughs> I had that same claustrophobic feeling that you're describing. And I, I just, I was kind of like, Oh, well maybe it's, is it kind of the camera or is it is just like, cause maybe Sonic's the sprite is a little bit too big. And then I had the realization you're describing when I saw these visuals, I was just like, Oh no, it's because you can never see beyond the ground. Like you're just always staring at a solid impenetrable surface. It's either a wall, you know, in the, the 45 and the North West and Northeast of the camera, or it's the ground. Like you just just walls, walls everywhere. Well, and, and so it's, it's, and this, this type of visual style is not inherently bad. So to compare it again to Final Fantasy Tactics, right? It works in Final Fantasy Tactics because the point of Final Fantasy Tactics is you are supposed to be fighting somebody, you know, fighting whomever, right? So you were supposed to be gaining a very keen, intimate knowledge of a very small area as you are walking around and trying to turn by turn tactically use it to, you know, route your enemy, right? Um, that's not at all what Sonic is about, right? Sonic is about, mo- in the broad sense, momentum control, but also, you know, got to go fast, right? So it would be, <laughs> it would be like, you know, a, um, playing bumper cars with a Formula One racer, you know? <laughs> I mean, like, there's a reason why those are two very different enjoyment things, right? You know, like the Formula One racer, it's, it's like, how fast can I get this thing going, you know? oh man, I got it going super fast. That's great. And like, look, I'm zooming around and then platform, 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 zoom around some more, right? Uh, and and then they said like, okay, that, but now it's going to be like bumper cars. And you're like, okay, well then, then, then this isn't Sonic anymore. This, and you need to abandon all of it and just make it a different game. So yeah, it's uh, the changing the camera angle here. Uh, I mean, and, and as you see in later Sonic games, so not burying the lead on this one, but as you <laughs> see in later Sonic games, right? Is that... Uh, the the core mechanic of momentum control in Sonic is uh, really really difficult to execute on in 3D to give you that same kind of roller coaster esque feel, um, and so even when you have a full 3D, it, it kind of loses something. Having an isometric view hamstrings it. Yeah, I mean, in many isometric games, one you're not moving quickly, and two you do still have some camera controls, which again, the Genesis obviously was completely incapable of doing. The Saturn also didn't have camera controls right you're you're stuck in this this 45 you know true isometric um kind of view now i will say and and i i do mean this completely sincerely music in this game is phenomenal i 
I know because I'm, I'm so familiar with the splash screens that even without having to look anything up, the fact that there's Traveler's Tales in the opening of this game, it's like, oh, this game was not made by Sonic Team. Like this is they outsource this to another uh, another company. And I've I, I've played other Traveler's Tales games like they are not a bad studio. Right. So, you know, whatever a person thinks about this game, it's not it doesn't it's not like the studio was like, ah, just give it to the lame studio overseas or whatever. Um, It really feels like either they kept the music in house or. Mm-hmm someone at that studio that did the music was like a rock star at imitating another composer style because this music is good. Like it is as good as the other Genesis Sonic games. And that is a hell of a compliment. Like those games Mm -hmm. have fantastic music. Yeah, no, I agree completely. Uh, My note for music is the music reminds me of another game. I wish I was playing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, (laughs) so, So, and we kind of mentioned this. uh, So to me personally, that's a double-edged sword, right? So like, yeah, the music's great, you know? And it very much so is reminiscent of Sonic. The music is, all the sound effects are pulled directly from Sonic, you know, if not, then near perfectly replicated. Um, But remember when we played uh, Legend of Zelda 2? And I was really glad (laughs) they didn't have the Hyrule theme in there because then I didn't have to sit there and be like, man, I wish I was playing Legend of Zelda, (laughs) right? Well, this this is the opposite of that. So it's just kind of like as I was playing this game, I, I I came a couple of times close to just shutting it down, popping in Sonic, you know, to to wash the taste out of my mouth. I'm like, yeah, no, it might give me a a re- weird um weird view of it. Uh, the one last thing I did want to say about uh the the visuals specifically is that all of the levels to me at least felt very samey. Um, they felt kind of not they're not, but they felt a lot like palette swaps. And and then when I kind of tried to peel that onion i was like but they're not though look at all the different art assets they have in each one when i'm looking at it but they feel samey and i realized and and to use what you said is um because you're staring at the ground most of the time and the ground is a palette swap yeah you know? yeah because the ground is a checkerboard grid of solid Correct. colors in every stage every stage right it's exactly the same so i'm like that's why it feels like a palette swap because most of what you're looking at inherently is a palette swap you know and that's kind of a bummer because they did a lot of work on bringing in all these different art assets and these different trying their best to do the different game feel but it's it's kind of like yeah you put the 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 fringe on the outside of the cake looks different but it's a a vanilla cake every single time yeah so uh, did you change much i mean there's only so much you can do um the last thing i will say about the visuals is uh, i feel like the 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 heroes, right? Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles, they lost a lot of their character. They they the way they move and look just doesn't feel quite right. And it's frustrating coming off the back of Sonic 3 and Knuckles, which had exceptionally well-realized, incredibly iconic versions of these characters that basically almost every game has failed to emulate ever since. Like they they had to redesign Sonic in his entirety in the 3D games. And I think part of it is because they just couldn't quite nail the, you know, rude dude attitude of in- 2D pixel art Sonic into 3D. And Grant, that's hard, right? You can do, yeah. you can cheat things in two dimensions that you cannot cheat in three dimensions. Famously for Sonic and, you know, Mickey Mouse and a lot of characters is like the side mouth, you know, mm-hmm. like that makes sense in 2d that does not make sense in three dimensions so like it it is a different medium uh 
what happened with the special stages? Did you go to any of the special stages? I went to a couple of the special stages. Okay. Um, so mechanically, and I know we're not talking about that yet, but mechanically they function almost exactly like the special stages from Sonic 2, which are my favorite version of the special stages. You know, the half pipe where yeah, you're running yeah. away from the camera. I love that version. Yeah. I, the music man it's so good like <laughs> those special stages are so good mechanically these function basically like that you have to collect rings there's gates if you don't have enough rings by the time you get to the gate you can't go through it and it kicks you out of the stage there's bombs the bombs make you drop rings but you can't progress so you can't get back on your feet like it's basically the exact same concept and they look like garbage garbage i mean utter utter trash it is so the first time a special stage loaded, I think I sat back in my seat and I was just like, I have no memories of this. Like I, <laughs> I pushed this completely out of my mind. This, this, what is this? It like the, the graphics themselves are literally worse. Like everything's a lot grainier. It's doing like a mode seven style of scrolling. So the graininess is like flying all over the place. The, you have this little tiny shoot that you can operate in. It's not the cool, you know, full loop you can do like in Sonic two. It looks like crap. It It's so bad. It, it honestly, yeah, bad. it honestly looks like because the, the rest of the graphics in the game are not this uniquely bad. This looks like something they they were trying to do something else and it didn't work and they had to ship the game because they were rushed i know that this game was rushed just from like other you know sonic lore i've learned over my life and and this there is no way this is what they wanted there's no way they wanted this <laughs> to look like this because the regular levels don't look like this right no i mean they probably just you know were like hey this is what's going to be do mechanically and then they were like do we get to ship it and they said i mean wireframe just go for it um to to on on Two things on the thing you were saying before that, which is one, um, yeah, the, the, the being able to cheat stuff in 2D. The thing I always think of for that is Goku's hair, you know, because oh, it's the, all, in in the comic, you mean? You, well, yeah, or or in the anime versus like when you try to create a 3D figure of him. Oh, you know? yes, yes, yeah, it does not make sense in 3D. You're right, because it's like when he's staring directly at you, he's got like the three you know, tips off to the side, and then when he's looking dead forward, they're straight forward, and that makes sense <laughs> in 2D. And then occasionally, like, they'll pan around him and then they'll be like, uh, switch to the side, you know, and, and, and you can just you can just cheat that. Right. But then, you know, when you're like, I, I remember the first time I saw a, a 3D figure of him, I'm like, I mean, I guess that's what it'd have to look like. Right. You know, um, that and then, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, but I, and I agree on the, the character models. Um, I think that the original Sonic had attitude. Um, he, he was completely proactive. I mean, a, a total paradigm shift. And uh <laughs> And and this uh the Sonic had none of that. <laughs> was, you turn him into like an eighties stockbroker. <laughs> Actually, that that is a Simpsons quote. Oh is, yes, yeah from uh yeah from the the itchy Poochie. scratch hip. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. When they're when they're making poochie. <laughs> yeah. Paradigm paradigm shift proactive. Aren't these just words that stupid people use to sound smart? I'm fired, aren't I? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> These people should have been fired. No, they were doing their best. Um, yep. All right. Should we talk about the gameplay? Do it. Uh, it's bad. So it's bad for all of the reasons that are obvious. If you just even looked at a screenshot of this and you know how a Sonic game plays, because you and I, I commend you for trying not to lean too hard into the mechanics of it, but in 2D Sonic games, momentum is the name of the game. 
And yep. they got that wrong in ways that I think are actually fascinating. Like the, that uh, you wouldn't expect if you just said, oh, we took a 2D Sonic game and we moved the camera up here. And it's like, yeah, but what about all the knock-on effects? And like, here's a subtle one. In a t- So imagine you're playing Sonic 3, right? You uh, do the spin dash and you go through a loop and then you smash into a wall. What happens? Mm-hmm. Uh, all the little blocks like fall away and then you zip through and you either gain momentum or lose depending on how the roller coaster is going. Okay. And then on the other side of that, you hit like a an immovable wall. So like now you crash into something that you can't break. What happens? Uh, you de- dead ass stop. Dead ass stop. What happens in this game when you roll into a wall? You bounce off of it. Mm, you yeah, bounce right. off yep. of it. Right. Which changes everything because right. now you are massively incentivized to just be in the ball all the time, which you would say, oh, that's kind of like in 2D Sonic where you're, you know, at risk of crashing into an enemy if you're up and running, but you can hurt certain, you know, most early enemies if you're rolling. And it's like, yeah, that's true. But there's a trade-off between you can't gain momentum while you're rolling because you're rolling. You can only gain momentum if you're running because your feet are on the ground. In this, because you never get a good head of steam going anyway because you're always staring at the ground and you have no idea what's off to your left, right, north, and south, like, just you just ball up. And it, and it works really well, even up into the later stages where there's like lava and spikes and crap because you just bounce around like a moron, but it's not any fun. You don't feel like, oh, the way I'm supposed to navigate the world is by bouncing around in my Sonic Hedgehog ball, because that's not what Sonic does. Like, maybe there is a kind of game where you're pinball pinball. Yeah, pinball man, right? And it's like, you just stay in the ball all the time. But this ain't that. Like, I want to be up on my feet, like navigating, right? When you're in the ball, you're kind of at the whims of the level. Well, and and so I think that so you kind of hit hit on one of the things I wanted to discuss, which is that this game, um, talking about the tension and release cycle, right? So basically, most media, right, has this, right? Uh, and I'm most familiar of it with uh, in horror games, right? So the idea, or horror uh, movies, right? So the idea is that you know, like there's like they build tension, build tension, build tension, and then a thing happens, right? And it's like, oh my gosh, and then. And then and then they'll back off of you for a little bit, you know, and then, you know, they, they slowly build tension. And, and so you've got you've got to have that release. Right. Sonic games do that, too. Right. So the idea is that it's it, it well roller coasters do that. Right. You know, you build, 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 build. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Whoa. Build, 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 build. So Sonic games do that. Right. Because when you're typically doing the super fast movement, you're normally in your ball because the game is taking the momentum for you. Right. You know, you're sliding down the roller coaster. Right. So you're kind of invincible not perfectly but pretty much right it's like Wee! and then you, you you do some platforming and you work on getting some momentum and some momentum and some momentum and then we right this game doesn't do any of that right it just it's it's all tension all of the time right and that's that's completely antithetical to what sonic games are if you're going to go with pure controlling momentum is is the, the name of the game right now mario games don't do that because um the name of the game is just it's game as obstacle course, right? So the game, the point of Mario isn't to gotta go fast. It's to deftly control your um your your limited control over the 
next highest axis. So in this case, the Y axis it, for 2D games or the Z axis in, in 3D games, right? How well can you control that, that, you know, your, your control of that third axis, right? Um, this game tries to kind of split the difference and it fails, you know, because it, you, you kind of need to do one or the other. You can't do both. Well, and it's the, the loop, I think is such a great isolated example because you might not be able to tell this if you were just watching someone play the game. But if you, even if you have never played a Sonic game, if you can picture one, there's a good chance you're picturing the loop, right? Because Mm -hmm. that's what a brilliant way going all the way back to, you know, green Hill zone and Sonic one, what a great way to communicate to the player, how fast Sonic is supposed to be moving, right? He can run on his feet, around this you know weirdly naturally occurring perfect skateboard ramp and you know and and not fall down like what a fantastic visual to juxtapose him against mario right or any Mm -hmm. other 2d platformer just like sonic is so fast he can run upside down like it's it's cool it's a super cool visual this game only has i think there's maybe half a dozen in the entire game of the the loop and every time you go through one they are essentially cutscenes right like you yeah. you jump into a hole and it pushes you to another part of the level and on your way to that part of the level it pushes you through the loop and regular sonic regular good sonic games have some loops that you're just forced through automatically and it's basically going to happen to you whether you want it or not but not always right and so thinking back to like how it feels to play a 2d sonic game is when you're going through the loop even though the computer is pushing you through it you're holding right on the controller aren't you because what what if the computer's not pushing you through it right there's like that sense of tension of like i don't want to lose my momentum i don't want to you know not make it around the loop i don't want to fall from the top and look like a moron like there's just that even though like you know jesus has the wheel like you keep your hands on the wheel just in case right and and the loops in this game are not fun. Like I literally, one of my, one of my bullets in my new, my notes is how did you make loops unfun? Like the, the most Sonic-y like single, if you were going to take a single part of a Sonic level and isolate it in a way that someone would look at it and say, Oh, that's from a Sonic game. You could do it as a silhouette. You get to do it in black and white. You could do it without the characters present, but it's the loop. It's definitely oh, the yeah. loop. No, I mean, to the point where uh just to, to back your your thing is uh i was playing minecraft with teddy and minecraft was like hey man we got these new uh new packages you want to try like reskin to steven universe which is awesome by the way you should check that out um <laughs> but they apparently published one for sonic right and in the background they had the loop you know and i remember seeing that and being like how are you gonna do that in minecraft man like <laughs> To the point where I was almost like, oh, you know, it might be worth five bucks. I didn't, I didn't buy it. But to your point, right, is that if you're going to advertise Sonic, you have a, a, a blue Sonic the Hedgehog, right? And then probably the, the, the loop-de-loop, right? You know, it's, it is, <laughs> the loop is about as famous as Tails, you yeah. know? Yes, they are equally supporting characters <laughs> in the <laughs> Sonic universe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I will say, too, that... Uh, the 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 jump physics just don't well the the jump hitboxes and things like that they don't work to save your life man and it's to the point so where bad. it is it's it's so it's so core to what they were trying to do and it's just so not fun you know like so literally i mean 
discounting the enemies, right? Even just a stationary box that has a bonus in it, which ostensibly I should just be excited to get. I mean, remember how in 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 normal Sonic games, normal <laughs> Morty, yeah, put it in your blog. Um, yeah, no, in in normal <laughs> Sonic games, uh, they uh, they. You know, when you get like one of those little boxes, you're like, oh, man, this has a fire shield in it. Oh, my God, that's so cool. Or, oh, this one has like 10 extra coins. That's great because now I can go get the secret zone or whatever. Right. Um, that was so exciting. Right. And when it would break, it was super satisfying because it do this little poof. And you're like, yeah, I got the thing. Right. This I'd see a thing. I'm like, oh, my God, because I can't leave it alone. I mean, just me. I personally I can't walk away from it, even if I don't need it. But I'd be like, I'm just going to be spending the next 30 seconds jumping over this thing until I jump on it. So it's like it, it, it was like being given a chore. Um, even and so I thought about this and I was like, OK. First thing I checked for was the shadow and they do do that. They, they do, do a shadow yeah. where you're jumping. Right. So I was like, OK, why does this still suck then? <laughs> um, and then I realized it's because it's it's in my opinion, it's too precision. It's too high precision because I thought about it. Even Mario 64, the first 3D Mario game, knew to back off of the precision platforming at this time, right? So if you think about like the stuff that you platform in Mario 64, it's all three times the size of Mario, you know? Like the main thing is like the, the timing of it in general, you know, not whether or not you got the perfect XYZ coordinate correct. It's whether or not you were just in the ballpark with the timing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, in the original Mario's, they had Goombas for days. There's just Goombas everywhere. There's like three of them, you know, like they're very, very rare because they knew like trying to stomp on this specific thing is going to be a pain. And Sonic said, nah, we got this. And they, they didn't. Well, and, and I can, I can do you two better. So uh, in Super Mario 64, do you know what was specifically added in that game? The ground pound. Mm-hmm. Because so you just immediately stop. Then yep. as soon as you see the shadow where you want to land, you can ground pound. And granted, most people don't play that way and the levels are not designed to require that generally. But if you really, really sucked at the platforming and you were like, okay, I just, I just need to vaguely jump in its direction. And then when I see the shadow over the platform, I'm going to hit, it's probably the Z button, right? And mm-hmm. ground pound. Um, you can't do that in Sonic 3D Blast. You just have to finesse it. And the other thing, and I, I think this is, I, I hadn't thought about it in quite this way before. So I'm, I'm thinking this as I'm saying it. But I think the real problem with why this was always destined to fail and probably no one could have done this well. And it's not the developer's fault. It's not the fault that it, you know, it's not how Sonic is supposed to be, even though it's super not. Um, Think in your mind what the D-pad looks like. And then think in this game how often you ever move in those directions. Oh, yeah. It's never right. You're always going you're never going true north or, you know, true east. You're always going northeast or northwest, which means right. you have to now push the phantom button between and the, the Genesis, the, the six button pad, at least has like a circle around it. So you can kind right. of feel where those corners are, but it's not good. It's not meant for that. It's meant for rolling through in fighting yep. games. It's not meant yep. for using as a cardinal direction and this game requires you to exclusively use them as cardinal directions you can move true north truth out true south true east and true west but you never do because there's never anything over there the platforms are always on the 45s right so if you're going like platform to platform to platform you must necessarily be pressing in these weird you know 
like a 45 degree angle, non-cardinal directions on the D pad, which again, D pad is not meant for that. So like they have literally asked you to do something and then said, Oh, but we're not, like, we're not going to change the controller. Like what are we Nintendo? We're going to build a whole new <laughs> controller around this concept. No, no, no. Do it with the controller you already have. Yeah. And that's actually my, uh, one of my notes, which is, um, if you're going to try to do a 3d game, you have to have everything along stick. I mean, e- even one, you know, I mean like two, <laughs> two would be sweet. Uh, but, uh, but I mean, you just, you have to, cause you need to be able to maneuver in, because because here's the thing, right? Is that uh, in in a two dimensional game, right? And we've kind of discussed this before. The challenge of a two dimensional platformer is you are given infinite control over one axis, right? And it's and partial control over a second axis. And it's how well can you utilize your control over that second axis, right? To to accomplish your goal. Um. So so then, and then in in a three dimensional platformer, you have infinite control over two axes. And it's how well can you control the third axis, right? Um, so therefore, in a 2D platformer, right, um, you only need to basically have the the forward and back button, right? You need, because that's the thing you have infinite control of, right? If you're going to have it, infinite control over a plane, you need to have infinite control over that plane, right? You need to be able to maneuver anywhere in that plane you want to be and then jump whenever you want to. Uh, and so in order to do that, you just have to have an analog stick. I don't I don't know any way around that. Like, it's just it is an absolute must have. Um, so I, I got to interrupt you real quick. Um, mm-hmm. You just made me realize I was like, oh. Maybe this wasn't a problem on the Sega Saturn. So because I, I never had a Saturn, although I had some friends that did. So I looked up the a picture of the controller for the Sega Saturn and the original controller that the Sega Saturn shipped with also did not have an analog stick which means the this game was designed and expected to be played with the d-pad even though why on earth would you do that to people the real cherry on that sunday though is like the playstation because the original playstation controller also didn't have analog sticks and then they added them in the exact place modern playstation controllers have them and they've been using that design ever since the Sega Saturn controller that has an analog stick. Let's just take a second. Go ahead and Google uh, Sega Saturn 3D controller and you tell me what you see. (laughs) Why? But why though? (laughs) It's massive. It's absolutely massive. It's the size of a CD circle yes it is a perfect circle with little knobbly handles oh, sticking off the it's, bottom. A, it's supposed to be a saturn, saturn yes yeah but oh it, you, you, you you did it you made the dad joke at the cost of the company yeah it's a sega controller right it, it's the genesis controller with the six buttons and then a thumbstick right so which so, granted you know, where they place the thumbstick i think is actually better than where the Nintendo 64 controller placed it, but this controller looks like a joke. Like it looks like they haven't finished rendering the CAD file. Yeah. <laughs> no, like it, it's interesting. Cause when you said, uh, the original one didn't have a, an analog stick. I was like, it, it did. I was thinking of the dreamcast. Yeah. Cause that, that's what I was picturing when I was picturing the Sega Saturn. Yeah. Sega, you- uh, when they, when they were falling off, their ability to compete with Nintendo, they threw 
hardware into the market like they had already made it 10 years ago and they owed the mob money like they came out there because there's there's the sega genesis right sega genesis had some great games and then there's the sega cd which was an add-on for the sega genesis there was the sega 32x which was also an add-on for the sega genesis and then there was the sega saturn and then like 20 minutes later there was the sega dreamcast which also only lasted for about 20 minutes like and and all that was in a span of like three years mm-hmm. yeah no so i i think that that um to this is slightly tangential but, but it's in, in my opinion <laughs> in my opinion um sega is kind of like an exemplar of somebody who uh, of like a company that doesn't really take the time to really understand the, the the depth of like what it is they do and their market and nintendo did you know so so nintendo was was like all right you know what we're just we we know what we do we know who we are we're going to continue to do this and we're just going to slowly you know like let's 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 be careful let's do this correct and we're we're just going to muscle through and say i said no man we've got attitude we got this look at this we got sonic we got this whole game system yeah let's do that and it's like yeah and then they they just exploded and everybody was like oh man should we wait is nintendo doing this right like maybe we should Maybe we should be doing what Sega's doing. And then they, they you know, it's like, all right, guys, sales are starting to drop. What do we do? And it's like, uh, 3D, everybody likes 3D. Let's do 3D. And it's like, okay, sure. And then it just failed. Like, uh, well, I mean, the reason why it's the system, let's get a new system out there. It's like, okay. And then that, that system was not well thought out. And so it's just kind of like, it, it was just throwing solutions without ever understanding the problem, you know? Um, and then so, this is what you get. Yeah. So I, I happen to know a little bit about this because I read a book years ago about like the console wars better um, have been years ago otherwise it would have been research <laughs> it was well and it, it's about the companies in the macro kind of exactly what you're talking about um mm-hmm. so depending on you know how we're feeling uh, i might share some of this with you in the after show because i think it's actually super fascinating and deeply sad for the people who worked at the company and, and really believed in video games as a market and in the characters and the ip and stuff that they owned um it's a little outside the scope of just this one particular catastrophic failure on the company's part. So we got to, we got to focus on why Sonic 3D Blast is terrible. Um, there are a few things that they changed up in the gameplay kind of traditional Sonic design um, that I think are actually not terrible. Like I don't like the way they changed how Sonic moves. I don't like the way they changed how he looks. There's a lot of things. Everything with the isometric camera, I think is terrible. You know, one decision they made that I actually am like a hundred percent on board board with the bosses are their own stage. I like, I like that. I just, I really like games where it's like, there's the action part and then here's the action part. And then the boss, right? Because every Mega Man game we've played, we've talked about this where it's like, you know, you get to the boss and then you die. And in some Mega Man games, you earn in, in, I think in all Mega Man games, if you die in the boss, you get kicked back to the boss hallway. But mm-hmm. if you're right outside the boss hallway, you get kicked all the way back to the middle of the stage. Right. And they change yeah. that in later games, but like, just don't even don't do, because now if I die four times, now I have to replay the whole level. Will anything in that level teach me how to beat the boss? And the answer is almost universally. No, right. Mario right. is big on that. Mega Man, most other games, not quite as much, right? And Sonic, not really at all. Like, the the bosses are thematically related to the stage you're in, but there's nothing in the stage that teaches you how to fight the boss. So just 
put them in their own little thematic sandbox where they use the same palettes and the, you know, the machine that Dr. Robotnik is in looks like it came from the levels that you're currently going through, but don't, don't make me replay the whole act just to get to him. <laughs> so like having that on its own stage, big thumbs up. Another thing, there's no timers. And mm-hmm. I have a lot more to say about that, but I'm going to take a second. How did you feel about there being no timers? I mean, I, I appreciate it just because to me, it, I, I don't know for me personally, like I don't enjoy, um, I just don't, don't enjoy that particular aspect because I'm not trying to maximize for that portion of it, you know? So I'm not trying to say like, can I get the best time if I want to, then I've, I've got a stopwatch for that, you know? <laughs> um, and, uh, and then, yeah. And so then outside of that saying like, oh, well, there's a lot of different constraints. Also, there's a time constraint unless you're literally going to make it. So that way that's a, you, you're trying to create the emotion of like panic you know, then, then, then that's fine. You know, which they, they kind of do in Sonic games with the drowning, right? Like, <laughs> yes, then, that does then induce panic. It does. Right. I mean, you know, you hear that, that, that today and, and you, you get the, the dry sweats. Right. Um, but that makes sense. Cause what they're trying to do is, is be like, get out of the water fast, get out of the water fast. And then hopefully kind of like make you make a mistake. Right. But if that's not the theme of the whole thing, uh, then no, I don't, I don't, I don't care for timers. I did like the fact that that there is a timer, but it just says too long if you take too long. <laughs> yes, yeah. So you're not punished, but it, it right. tries to incentivize you to not have them make fun of you. Um, yeah. So here's a thing that I, I think is an interesting change to the Sonic formula, right? Because the the stupid camera, the fact that he looks like an idiot, the fact that he bounces off walls and stuff like those are arguably incremental changes that just I think for my dollar incremented in a bad direction right but they're not dramatic rethinkings of the formula um the way you get through these levels is all the levels so there's you know there's a zone and it's broken into two acts and then a boss and each act has I think like three ish sections and to get from section one to section two you have to rescue all five flickies that are in that first section. And then in the second section, there are five more flickies. And then if there's another section, there's five more flickies. And you just have to keep doing that until you get to the end of the stage. Because ostensibly, the story of the game is you are specifically on this island to rescue these flickies, right? Like, they are magical, and Dr. Robotnik is going to use them to do Chaos Emerald stuff. And so, like, you need to, you stop him by getting the flickies back right? Which is a huge difference. Like that doesn't, you're like, well, every goddamn Sonic game is about saving stupid animals that are trapped Mm. inside robots. The difference in this game is it makes combat required. You must defeat every single enemy. And I mean that there is exactly one robot for every frick flicky you have to rescue, which means no longer can you say, oh, I deftly jumped over that or I went speeding underneath that stupid, you know, bumblebee enemy or whatever. You have to stop what you're doing and engage with every enemy, which throws all the other things we've talked about into even sharper relief. Are you trying to platform and jump on top of those enemies? Well, that sucks and it's not any fun. Are you trying to run into them? Well, you can't. You have to roll into them. So make sure you're rolling if you're going to attack them that way. And you can't really see them if they're off screen because they're standing at the goddamn ground all the time. So thank God they don't move very fast. But like forcing combat is a huge change. 
And to it, their it to their credit, because the levels are non-linear and you essentially now are forced into exploration mode, they took the timer away. Right. So I I do appreciate that someone recognized Listen, if there's going to be a big sprawling non-linear stage and they have to go into every nook and cranny until they find every robot and kill it and collect that flicky, which by the way, you can drop and is insufferable, but yes. uh, taking the timer away was a kindness. Like it's a real, <laughs> because you could imagine them being like, oh yeah, Sonic, so, I can tell you, Sonic levels are 10 minutes. Sonic levels are 10 minutes. I know that that's how long a Sonic level is, right? And when you're playing... If you go over 10 minutes, that is when it says too long, right? It's right. exactly at 10 minutes that they mm -hmm. tell you you suck because that's how long Sonic levels are. So taking that away is not like, oh, well, it's a different kind of game. No, that was a mercy. Some <laughs> Someone wanted to include that and then someone else went, no, oh, no, no, we got to take that out. <laughs> Yeah, so you, you hit on a couple of things I want to discuss, which is, is one is that, uh, yeah, so the main way that you... Um, are you you move forward in this one is to defeat bad guys which is is a paradigm shift from the old sonic games which where the goal was gotta go fast right you could you could be <laughs> outside of beating up robotnik you could do a pacifist run of sonic you totally. know where it's just kind of like uh you know what the i think that the robots are people too and <laughs> uh you know i'm not i'm not here to hurt them i'm just here to stop robotnik you know um so so then then again like it's it i feel that somebody should have said oh well we'll just make them kill all the bad guys and then somebody somebody somewhere should have said but then doesn't that make this not about controlling momentum it makes it about killing bad guys and then shouldn't we build the game entirely around that and then <laughs> is it still a sonic game at that point uh and then the answer to all of that would have been um no <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah so so the and and then um Right. And so then then to your point, right, the flickies, I, it bent my mind that in a game that is ostensibly about going fast, they they set up that. that so when you kill the bad guy, right, not only did, are the, can you lose the flicky by getting hit, then you lose them like you lose your coins. Right. So you got to go collect them all. Rings. Right. Uh, yeah, whatever. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> um this game doesn't deserve accurate terminology <laughs> <laughs> uh just just bleep me from before we'll pretend i was swearing there you go. um uh oh yeah so, so not only does the game not do that uh but uh, do, can you lose them like you would lose rings uh but you don't even automatically pick up the flicky when you kill the bad guy nope right you free so, it right you free it and then you have to go collect it which to your point is a nightmare, especially for uh, the one that I remember particularly was the one in Green Hill Zone with the the bug that jumps. His oh, yeah. flicky jumps back and forth too. And I'm yeah, like, the the different colored ones because there's like four or five different colors, and and like the red one always moves like the red one, the blue one always moves like the blue one. But that one that bounces, oh yeah. If I could have yeah, just let no. that one to die, I would have. Oh, that would have been a nice mechanic if it's like you have to re rescue seven out of the eight flickies. Yeah, you need 80% flickies. <laughs> well, because I think, I think uh, uh, they did a penny arcade about that one where it was just like the, all right, you said rescue um, the six villagers. I got six villagers. It's like, but there were eight villagers. The quest said rescue six villagers. <laughs> quest complete. Yeah. Um, yep. yeah. So, 
so but the fact that you don't automatically pick it up bent my mind because i was sitting there i was trying to kind of figure out because i knew i was there to ostensibly rescue flickies but i was like okay i'm trying to get a feel for the mechanics i'm like all right there's this big ring i don't really know what it does sometimes i can interact with it sometimes i can't and i was like oh this is where i deposit the flickies and i looked at the bottom right i'm like okay and then there's my ui okay i got it i got it but it says here i've got like three flickies but i don't have them Oh my God. And then I just had to go back and scour the dumb level to go find them. And the fact that they track so close to you, it's not even easy to count. Like after you get hit, you're like, did I collect them all again? So you, there is the chance a, of you, there's a tiny like tweet when you actually touch it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's your one indicator, unless you stop and slowly walk forward and see that they're following behind you in a line. Um, the, the, you get that tiny little sound cue, which again is like, oh, somebody thought about it. And and instead of realizing that this entire mechanic is not fun, they put a sound cue on it. Right. And that's the thing, ultimately, right? Is that is is the fact that this it's it's a chore. It's like cleaning, you know? So um so yeah, so the fact that that they they added those mechanics in just again, mind bending. Um one of the the uh the last notes that i had um because i'm sure you still got tons of stuff and I'll, I'll just open the, <laughs> the space for you um but one of the last notes that i had is that um the problem i think with sonic as a whole right is that it it existed at the point in time when it existed right which was during the transition to 3d right so at that point the idea was every we can now do things in 3d therefore everything needs to be in 3d right so they tried to put sonic in three dimensions and i just don't think that it's meant to be i think it's meant to be a two-dimensional roller coaster game and it's super fun when you do it that way sonic all the way up to sonic 3 was fun then they went into three dimensions and they were pretty much all trash um and then they did sonic mania and that game's great you know and so uh i i just the, the thing that i was thinking about is i was like would would anyone in their right mind try to make Celeste 3D? <laughs> right? And the answer is no. That would be absurd, right? Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, because there are super challenging games that are in 3D, but not super challenging precision platformers. Not that I can not, think of. Not that I can think of offhand. I'm sure that there are a few that exist, but, like, those people know that they're doing a very specific thing, you know, where it's I, like, it, I feel like the kind of person who wants a super challenging precision platformer, they don't go play an entire game based around that idea. They play super Mario 64 competitively. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. instead of saying, Oh, I want a game that requires me to be a demigod. They want to go into a world that's all guardrails and family friendly and then rule it like a King. I mean, you, you watch like a speed run of Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, you know, all the way up to now with Super Mario Odyssey. And the things people do are insane, mind bending application of the mechanics and the physics of the world, combining crazy, not glitches, just incredible yeah. mastery of the physics of the universe. And part of what makes it so impressive is just like what makes it impressive in real life. When I'm sitting in a Barca lounger, scratching my ass, watching a gymnast in the Olympics, I'm like, wow, that person is incredible. 
But if I had to have that level of skill just to go check my mail, it wouldn't be incredible. If the whole world was that difficult to navigate, it wouldn't be exceptional, right? So like Celeste is Celeste because the whole world is that difficult to navigate, but it's also set up for it, right? right. Super Mario Odyssey speedrunning is not set up for speedrunning, which is what makes it impressive. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Because actually, I just while you were talking, I Googled 3D uh, precision platformer and the the internet said oh you want precision platformers and i clicked on it and all two-dimensional <laughs> every last one of them um and then and then but i, I agree with you completely is that I, I think that the mario team and again because they they know what they're doing is they said like okay but what if people wanted hyper precision platforming in mario odyssey and they have those balloon challenges where it's like yeah yeah you know, where it's like, okay, I'm I'm going to go put a balloon in a place, and, and can anyone else get it? You know, and and so that's a way because that that does require incredible hair precision on exactly how you're doing and how you're executing on moves. But in order to play the game, you don't need any of that. Um, so yeah, so I think that that honestly, uh, like I was saying, is that that Sonic Sonic's issue is that it never it never should have been put in this position. This game, <laughs> not to bury the lead, this game should never have existed, right? Because Sonic should have never made the transition into 3d you know it just but the thing is that nobody knew at the time that this was <laughs> you know it was is a and, and i think you you might have told me about this but uh I, I, is that somebody like if you go through a, a 50s cooking catalog or a 60s cooking catalog everything's in jello man they got meat and jello <laughs> they got like all of this it's just jello all the way down right and and somebody said was like you know why would you put ground beef and you know like this stuff in jello and the person said well refrigeration was new like that that was a new thing so people could now make gelatin and they didn't know like so they were like just all of it just all of it goes into jello it's that right is it's like it's all 3d and it's like okay now we know you know some things taste good in jello and some things don't <laughs> we should just put everything in jello right but they at the time they were like sonic and jello mario and jello it's all goes in jello <laughs> So the implication there is that Mario goes well with Jello and Sonic it does. does not. Okay. That is correct. <laughs> just just want to make is, sure I followed that. So, Sonic is the meat of Jello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Tagline for the episode: Sonic is the meat of Jello. Every once in a while, I feel bad that we don't like have funny in episode titles for the game episodes. <laughs> yeah, that that would be a good one because I think anybody, <laughs> anyone who looked at that and didn't already know what the show was and then clicked on it, it's like. Okay, you're you know what you're getting into, right? Might yeah. scare off some other people, but um <laughs> so I I do want to I think kind of conclude my thoughts with just pressing on the exploration thing because uh we played a good Sonic game that does this, which is Sonic Mania, right? If you uh go online and you look at like blown up map views of mm-hmm. Sonic 1 levels, Sonic 2 levels, Sonic 3 levels, By the time you get to Sonic 3 and Knuckles, um, those levels are quite a bit more branching. You can get from point A to point Z in like two or three ways instead of only one way. And there's almost always multiple paths instead of just once in a while. It's a treat, right? But they're still very left to right linear, right? Or sometimes like top to bottom or whatever. But they're, you know, generally you go from left to right. In Sonic Mania, they said what if the levels were like massive and they actually didn't come up with that entirely on their own. 
Sonic CD had levels like that. The levels in Sonic CD, which is a 2D Sonic game and is actually pretty good, despite being made by a separate team, um, has very large levels that it kind of entices you because what happens in a game where you're normally going a thousand miles an hour is you will rocket past your one opportunity to have gone up instead of down. And if you know you're going to play this game again, or you're just the kind of person who wants to like really squeeze the life out of a video game, that little visual tick makes you go, Oh, I got to replay this level. Yeah. Oh, I got to go back for that. Yep. Right. And that's super fun. This game thinks that it's doing that Sonic 3d blast thinks that it is giving you this big sprawling world and encouraging you to explore it. But the feeling that I actually got is the way people describe modern final fantasies, which is it's a hallway simulator. There is one true path between here and there. And then there's these tiny little dead ends that don't go anywhere, but Oh, there's a treasure chest down at the end of that dead end, or maybe there's a little bit of flavor text or something. So you're going to go, but the game is super linear and that's fine. I'm not saying linear games are a bad thing, but I'm saying if your game is going to require exploration, you must make the exploration fun and interesting because it is and, required and and meaningful. Um, Cause I mean, and that's actually one of the things that uh, when, when I'm, for example, I mean, and I am by no means a game designer, right? But when I'm, building a D adventure if i'm like oh hey you know like they can make this cool check or there's a a shopkeeper that you know like has this fun backstory i'm like and then if they spend the time to get that backstory what do they get from it you know like so you know do they get like a cool little item you know it could just be a one-off thing or like an extra little bit of gold or just something right but if it's just like oh i got a, a you know i went down this side thing and i got 10 extra rings and it's like okay i, I will pile it on to the hundreds of extra ranks right but for sonic the exploration right is generally you got to see a cool new thing but when everything when when all you're seeing in the game is the floor it <laughs> it doesn't matter right you know like hey new floor tiles i think <laughs> yeah because i mean at one point i, I broke into a, a, an area and i was like oh hey you know i i was clever because i recognized that there was like a crack in the wall you know zelda style and i was like oh yeah i'm gonna go in there i went in there and they were like hey here's like 10 more rings i was like okay yeah so if i had the wherewithal to go and find this part of the the clip from when i streamed this game the level you're talking about is the one where there's like little marble uh, the wall looks kind of like it's made out of stone, right? Mm-hmm. And there's like the little uh, relief and it's like, oh, that little relief is very specific. I bet if I do the spin dash, I can crash through that little relief and lo and behold, you can. And I think one of them is that's where the special stage is hidden in that level, which feels a little bit like a reward, right? Or, yeah. And sometimes that's not where you get. Sometimes you just get nonsense. But but when it is like, oh, it's the special stage or, oh, it's a shortcut or, oh, there was a flicky back there. So I had to figure that out. Then it at least feels meaningful. What totally sucked the air out of that for me is they then stamped that same little relief into places where it doesn't break through. Ooh, earns. Yeah, which turned it into rolling against the wall and bouncing off like an asshole simulator and that's not fun and and i want to be clear in case anybody out there is saying oh but in in the two last dungeons in link to the past there's a whole bunch of walls that look like you can bomb through them but you can't right and the game spent the entire game teaching you that this little crack looks like 
you can bomb through it. And then in the dungeon where there's cracks that you can't bomb through, they're everywhere. And it's supposed yeah. to be like that to mess with you. That is right. a very intentional choice after you've been playing the game for 12 hours to mess with you, to take something you know and turn it on its head. This in the same level where they teach you that crashing through the wall is a thing you can do, they immediately undermine it. So it's like, I'm not, I'm not going to roll against every single dark patch on the wall just to see if there's 10 rings behind it. I don't care that much. You know what it is? It's, it's demons. Uh, 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 <laughs> it is. Uh, uh, it's, uh, it's looking uh, for the block uh, uh, that will uh, open the door. <laughs> it is thank you but it's harder to do it is it is exactly that um (laughs) i have one last uh positive comment that i want to make sure i i don't forget because i i do again legitimately mean like this was an across the board win uh they mapped the spin dash to a button instead of instead of to down and then a button and future 2D Sonic games actually copied that. Instead of holding down and then pressing the jump button, you just have a dedicated spin dash button, which granted, if you're used to playing normal good Sonic, it is a little hard to break that muscle memory, but I think it is the superior control scheme. Oh, it super is, but you know they did it because they had to. No, they absolutely did it because they had to. <laughs> but it is a good enough improvement to the control scheme that later 2D Sonic games copied it. Right. I mean, and, and which is fair, but yeah, I mean, I, at first I was like, well, Oh my god! How do I do a spin dash? I yeah. can't press no, I, down. I, I, and I the it, same existential crisis. <laughs> what? And then I press the button. Okay. Oh, I was like, oh no, that 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 is nice, but yeah, I, I guess it. I shouldn't look the gift horse in the mouth. But part of me is like, <laughs> this horse isn't a gift. You were legally obligated to give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's um, but credit where credits due. Yeah. You know. It, it's, yeah. That's fine. I. I don't know if I would recognize it as a legitimately good idea without the fact that it's also present in like Sonic Mania. Um, right. But it is. And I trust those people. So. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, I mean, a part of me almost wants to give the people in Sonic Mania more credit than the people who came up with it here. Because here they had to do it. Then Sonic Mania later realized we don't have to do this, but we should do it. Yeah. You know, so they had to do it. Later Sonic games, they get more credit because they realize they should do it. Yeah. Yeah. Sonic 3D Blast was like, look at this pretty yellow rock. And Sonic Mania was like, oh, gold. You can do all Ooh. kinds of stuff with gold. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take that off. Here. It's like in a, when I play Civilization 6 and I'll take over a, a, another area. You know, I'm like, oh, you didn't, you didn't know that there was uranium around here. Because you don't know what the hell to do with this rock <laughs> that makes you sick. But I do. <laughs> Make people sick by yep. exploding them. <laughs> so you know how years ago we, we 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 clashed rocks together to make fire yeah well i clashed some rocks together too hard <laughs> <laughs> you gotta learn to control it gohan um <laughs> so what do you think man uh it's bad and i mean it was bad it, it, full nostalgia goggles like no question <laughs> but one of the rare exceptions where i'm like but even if you have nostalgia goggles could you possibly find this mess enjoyable like it's just it's bad and and it's it's I want to be very clear in case I haven't made this clear. I want to be as straightforward about this as I can be. The reason this game is such a catastrophe is because it came on the back of Sonic three and knuckles. We had an established formula that no one was asking for them to change it, but Sega kind of to your exact sentiment felt like they had to, and they ruined it. And then they continued to ruin it for like two decades, which is just, 
like man way to throw good money after <laughs> bad but i also need to be clear this game is bad in its own right if you stripped away the sonicness and you yeah. put other sprites in there the platforming would still suck the controls would still feel sloppy the level design would still feel vacant and yet claustrophobic right the the core mechanic of find these things so you can go from here to there is not a bad mechanic but the way it's executed is not very good and again i happen to know that this game was done by a separate team and it was rushed and i'm sure this is not the thing that any of them wanted to produce other than the person who wrote the music who did an a plus job um everybody else i'm sure is like oh man it's not that good but it it's just it is a failure in its own right, and it is super duper a failure as a Sonic game. Full nostalgia goggles, no question. The last thing is this game is so bad that the lead programmer was at a convention in like 2009, so decades later, and somebody was complaining about this game, and he basically said, Yeah, and he personally released a ROM hack called Sonic 3D Blast The Director's Cut, which attempts to tighten up the controls. It polishes some of the graphics. And personally, I don't think it fixes a fundamentally broken game, but it shows that even the people who worked on it were like, "Uh, this isn't quite right, but we just don't have the time and permission to either get it right, if it can be gotten right, or just scrap it entirely. So it's terrible. Don't play it. Don't even play the director's cut. Play the weird ROM hack that somebody else made that's a 2D version of this game, like reinterpreted into 2D using Sonic 3 assets. But it's, oh God, it's, I remembered it as being a tragic failure. It is a tragic failure. Full nostalgia goggles required. Demon vanquished. This game sucks. <laughs> um, so no nostalgia goggles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> loved it. Loved everything about loved it. Loved it. Would play it. Recommend it to everyone. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, full, full, full nostalgia goggles um to your point or, or to kind of what we said is that you know like, like sonic sonic went 3d and I, I like how you kind of mentioned and then they continued to do it 20 years the, the, the immediate thing i thought of is it's peter griffin playing poker where he's like hit me hit me <laughs> hit me 21 hit me 25 hit me you know it's like <laughs> just stop you know like you, you you had it you had a winning hand and then you 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 did the bad thing, and then you continue to press down the bad thing. No, I mean there's nothing. This game has there's, there's nothing redeemable about it. I mean, a lot of times you know, like the games. Yeah, you know what it is? It's chaotic evil. The game's chaotic evil. <laughs> um, it 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 doesn't follow its own rules. It's very very poorly made, and it is not fun at all. Um, it, it a lot of times I'll be like, oh well, maybe I would recommend this game to. I wouldn't recommend this game to anyone. There's just no reason to play it. Um, there's e- even it's not even a great exemplar of bad game design because it doesn't do one thing particularly poorly right like even jekyll and hyde is conveyance right you want to know bad conveyance you play jekyll and hyde you if you want to know um broken uh uh, game controls you play superman 64 right you know um like there are there are reasons to play some of these bad games as an exemplar of like hey here's how you can take a cool concept and do it really poorly so you know the opposite end of the spectrum this game just does everything at like a, on a scale of negative 10 to 10, it just does everything at like a negative four, not the worst <laughs> in the world, but it's not fun. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's Sonic 3d. It's not a blast. The curtain falls. The music plays. 
the credits roll, then it all fades to black. And you're left by yourself. The fanfare is gone. There's no player two there by your side to share victories won. But as you slowly progress down the hall to your bed, a few great events leak back into your head from the time that you spent traversing the land, battling evil, fighting the darkness, just sword in hand. Your memories creep in with the edge of a smile. You realize again what you've lost for a while. 